All right, y'all already know how we do this. Toby, spin that shit, bruh. I'm from the west. Hey, look, my papa told me, me I had to told me to defeat the demon. The Holy Ghost make sure these hoes ain't get no know my semen. I used to coast while I was broke till she gave me a reason to put my foot up on their throat and leave them barely breathing. Oh. They get asthmatic as I spaz rapping. Hey. Whether you a crash dummy or just tweaking, you still a crash addict. Pragmatic. Dealers with opposition help me detach habits. Glad rapid. Then put them in the furnace to avoid callous sentiments. Benjamins ain't the only thing in my satchel. My life is so intricate. I ain't a 10 feet. I know y'all, I know y'all rocking with it. It's weird. It's weird. When the attendance is so many folk gather. But quick to lend penmanship if it benefits a few part time rappers. Yo. But my, 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 how the times change. Fabrication. Penny. Deep inside, these four bonds frame. When you don't got drip inside, you just ride waves. Hope to change your mind, stay. Mm-hmm. Cause you need more hats when you ride. Cause I smell the cat. Some of y'all be tripping with no map. Cause I bought a cat. Please miss my palm with that dab. I smell the cat. Some of y'all need a sombrero hat. Big, 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 big hat. Take it out, fat. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. Wake the fuck up. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, you sell it. Should be smelling your cap is the greatest form of reverence. Pinocchio. Then it's a little bit with the Okie Doe. Now when you can, I can hear the 59, 15, and I smell the cat. Girl, y'all be tripping with no man. Cause I bought a cat. Please miss my palm with that damn. I smell the cat. Some of y'all need a sombrero hat. Big, 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 big cat. Some of y'all be capping. You be lying to your fucking homie. You be capping out your ass. Talking about you got stacks. Everybody know you don't got a penny to your name. Why you capping? What you about? Stop capping. When the words come Why you doing that? Big, 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 That was Toby Nwinge, Big Cap. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Entangled Thoughts Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. I'm your host, Poetic Justice, here as humbly as I can. And this is the podcast where there ain't no hoes, but uh, we do think out loud. If you listen to this on streaming platforms, go ahead, give us a full five-star rate and review what that does. It helps us move up in the algorithm. It helps us get discovered by more podcast listeners. Look, guys, we try to put on this live show by this December, so it's the number one way for you to support our podcast. Also, I'm trying to get our YouTube kind of kicked off and really get a get the ball rolling on that one. So what you can do, go over to YouTube.com. Well, we don't we don't have enough subscribers to give us official at yet, but like just go click the link tree. That's all you gotta do. Just click the link tree and it'll take you to the YouTube. Another great way for y'all to support our podcast is join the Patreon, guys. I am a former I am a broke nigga. Look. Look. I just try I'm trying to give y'all a place. That's free of judgment, right? Free of scrutiny. Join the Patreon. For just a dollar a month, you get access to about 30-plus bonus podcasts. And on these bonus podcasts, we just, I speak free of the lip without regard or reservation for what I might say ending up on the streaming platforms and in fear of cancellation. So do that for me, guys. It's where you can get the most premier value of content from me. 
And shout out to today's sponsor, the Anchor app. If you don't know about Anchor, Anchor is the best way for you to broadcast your podcast. But more on that later. That is a little weird pause. Because I was trying to articulate this thought. But like a lot of y'all are probably on your way to work or school. Just know I love you. You are loved. And have a good day at work at school, sweetie. Mwah. See, I've been debating and like pondering with the intro because I I I market myself as a promiscuous boy because like obviously there's promiscuous women out there. Like don't be surprised when next episode I come in with like a, a variation of the intro because I've been I've been thinking about it for a while. Like your your Houston's number one pro, this is Poetic Justice, a.k.a. Houston's number one promiscuous boy. Because, uh, like, promiscuous girl is a, is a slap. You can't tell me you don't be bobbing when you hear promiscuous girl. Wherever you want. It's a fucking slap. It's a banger. You can't tell me that don't go crazy. Uh, what's your life like? Seeing a car roll over your homie Rover. What's your life like? Your owner throwing you chicken bones and it's fucking your throat up. What's your life like? I said, cat, you literally trash. It's a walk in the park. I got this shit in the bag. What is that supposed to mean? It doesn't mean the goddamn thing. I, I just went on a, I went on a fucking rift. <sighs> but for real, what's, what's your life like? Is, is your life going okay? Are you succeeding in life? Are you continually chasing your goals? Are you stagnant? I'm hoping everything is doing the very, very best for you on this day, morning, evening, whatever it might be for you. Um, let's talk about justice because I'm narcissistic as fuck. So, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of points that I, I just I, I want to hit. It's a lot. Let's talk about this live show. Um, so still steadily planning the live show. Locked it down to two venues. I'm talking to the other venue today. So if everything goes the way I want it to, primarily, I don't, I don't have to pay them for the for the space, and they'll we'll just work off of a uh, uh, off commission based sales. So I'll just give them a percentage of the 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 ticket sales that we'll make, which I'm not tripping about. This because this is my first live show, and like I, I, I've been studying material. Like I want to, I want to come like with some set. Like the purpose of the live show is to get my name out there. If I make money while doing it, I will be fucking ecstatic. I, I'd suck my own dick. That's how happy I'd be be if I made money from it. Which I like. It, it's it's a goal to make money from it, but it's it's not the number one priority. If that makes sense. So. I'm like I've been I've been I've been stacking my jokes for like the live show. So I got like I've been writing down material, re going over it's like some old clips, like some of my most notorious clips. Like I'm telling the demon time story at the live show. And it's going to go crazy because I'm a by that time, I'ma have the demon time story mastered. And I'ma like I'ma hopefully get it done like get it done in like five to ten minutes. But yeah, uh, now it's just like I gotta build the set. The set's gonna be an interesting uh, piece design to come. So love that for me, and then also the other, uh, all the other little stuff. But yeah, so the venue is the most important. I got two locations. One, uh, hopefully, if I get at the one that I want, yes, it's gonna be crazy. Live show is gonna go dummy. Dummy. They reached out to me. Well, technically, I reached out to them first, but like they responded. That's what I care about because let me tell you. So I reached out to this venue for the live show. Okay, cool. I knew I knew it. I knew the venue from a friend of a friend. Yeah, I can say that. I knew it from a friend of a friend. Reached out to them. Manager personally gave me her number. Okay, cool. Great, now I have a direct line to who I need to speak to. Love that for me. Reached out to the manager. Real, real professional. 
as fuck. Like, hey, um, I'm owner of this uh, podcasting service, this, that, and the third. We wanted to host our first live show here. We were thinking about selling tickets. Obviously, give y'all a type of commission. This, that, and like the whole shebang. And she was like, oh, yeah, what are y'all trying to do? And she started getting into details. I'm like, all right, all right, this is a good sign. Foot is in the door. Love that for me. Um, and then she just, just she just stopped responding. She stopped responding. And, like, I gave it a week. I was like, all right, busy. I get it. Y'all, y'all running a whole barn. I understand. Busy. Gave it a whole week. Hit her, hit her up literally a week after the, the no response, like, hey, I just want to know, is this still okay with what's going on? There's details, you didn't respond. No answer. Now I'm not dumb. If somebody's not responding, then more than likely, that's a no. So I got I to gotta take the L's where I can. I was like, okay, all right. Guess I'll take that on the chin. Went to see my friend. The same week, the week that she, uh, um, that she, uh, what's that called? On the week that she, the lady, the manager didn't respond. But to see my friend at the same bar. And me and my friend chopping it up, this, that, and third. And my friend goes, oh, yeah, she totally forgot to respond to your text. I was like, she forgot or she ignored. Like, no, she, she forgot because she be doing that shit to us. What the fuck? I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just here, guys. Because why? So I hit up uh, the second venue earlier this. Uh, what is this? Earlier this week, and they they responded literally same day. Love that. Love the energy. Bring it here. So fuck those guys, <laughs> fuck those guys. But like, if if y'all <laughs> if y'all still wanna like let us host there, like no, not fuck y'all. Y'all y'all are cool. This like that's just terrible. Ooh. So, in other related news, I've been going down to like downtown Houston a lot recently. Like, a lot more than I probably should. And, hey, yo, look, you know who you are. I'm going to talk about it because it irked me. So that's that's why I'm saying this. So, look, the homeless in downtown Houston, I've always had to be for the homeless. I hate homeless people in downtown Houston. Because why are you so passively aggressive? Nigga, you suck at life. It's not my fault that you that you have this shit in the street. Always never liked them. Pieces of shit. Scum of the earth. Damn. Damn, that's a little bit much. But I've always not liked them. It is mainly because of the level of aggressiveness that they come um, when, when approaching people. I don't like that. I don't want that in life. So you you can you can dial that shit down. And sometimes when I'm going out in downtown, I'm typically I might be with females, and that creeps them out. So I don't know what the fuck these niggas been sipping, but they've been getting mad aggressive recently. Mad aggressive. Like I feel like when they become a homeless, they lose a sense of dignity. Because I would assume like it's it's part of the job description. When you become homeless, you you gotta you gotta kind of learn how to scrounge and like lose your ego, beg, plead, and just be pathetic. This is this is some mad hate I'm getting off my chest. It's some mad hate, but fuck it. That's what I'm assuming goes through your goes through your mental. Literally, shit you not. One day, I was walking downtown Houston. I was like on Bagby Street. 
I'm walking down and like like Bagby Street has a, like a nice collection of uh restaurants on on this little strip. So I'm walking down and I'm passing this restaurant. And outside the restaurant, these two beautiful ladies, they're sitting down, they're having dinner with each other. Homeless man comes up right dead ass in the middle of these two women and starts going at him. Like, hey, <laughs> like I don't know what the I don't know what these ladies were talking about. But let's let's just let's just assume a scenario real quick. You know, bitch, I done, I didn't try to tell you about 30,000 times that that nigga is not worth. Oh, excuse me. Nah, homeless, nah, we can't we can't get a homeless person that deep of a voice. That don't fit right. Like why you got <laughs> But like, he come in and like, excuse me. I just wanted to know if y'all had any extra cash like y'all can spare. And you see the visceral reaction on this woman's face. She was disgusted. She like, mm-mm, mm-mm. And I, I think I heard her. I turned around to look. I think I heard her say like, hey, yo, bro, are you dead ass? Like, are you really doing this? And you see we have we here? Nah, gango. And they picked up their shit and they went inside of the restaurant. Because like, damn, bro. That's some mad roaching you just got off. Why the f- you see these ladies trying to enjoy their time? Why you doing this? You looking mad crazy right now, my guy. The fuck are you doing? And like, and it's not just that. It's not. I wish. I wish. That was the bottom level of what it is. Maybe maybe Houston is going through sub some subsequent crack opioid epidemic because these niggas are crazy. I went out with a couple of my friends just the other night. Cool vibes, vibes is everywhere. It's packed downtown, and now I'm hearing this story vicariously through them. So I'm I wasn't there, but I did see him. Let's say that. They get downtown. They find somewhere to park. Put it up. And they, they, they start doing their motherfucking shit. Start going to bars. Start enjoying their time. Homeless man walks up. I don't know what type of timing this man was. I don't know what type of timing this man was on. But whatever he was. It, it wasn't. It wasn't giving. Ask my said friends for money. Like, hey, y'all got some dollars. You expire. Like, already, I don't give money to the homeless. Don't give money to the homeless because, okay, let me specify. Homeless downtown. Because, again, different breed. Different breed of homeless people. Like, they've been mutated in a, in like, they've been mutated. And like, Houston's, like, fucking sludge. And they changed it washed away all little left little form of dignity that they might have and they're just become these like beasts, these creatures of the night that that like stalk people. I don't know. That that was a thought. That 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 wasn't like listen to the idea, not the words. So Duke asked them for the money and they did exactly what the fuck I would do. No, sorry, don't have any cash. Which is true, cause who the fuck carries cash on them? I like unless, unless you're like a stripper, or a server, or something like that. But like, it's true. So then proceeds to say, "Oh, you going to hell? You going to hell? And like, I'm gonna come get you later, or some some shit like threatening to beat up this these two women." First of all, is it my fault that you over here sucking dick in a corner for money? No, it's not. It's your life decisions. Maybe you should take some responsibility and get a fucking job. 
there's plenty of jobs in Houston that have housing that can help you get on your feet. But in order for you to do better, you have to want better. If I was a homeless man, I'm talking about down on my fucking luck. Okay. Okay. If I was homeless, I feel as though I would have the ability to become not homeless anymore. Given obviously given some time, but like I like it's it's like David Chappelle said it in a in a in a skit that he did. He said that being broke is a mindset. Don't get it wrong. We are poor, but not broke. A lot of homeless people, they live in that broke mindset. <clears throat> Look at me dropping gems. Look at me dropping gems. <sighs> you know, life's full of tales and stories. But it's those stories what define our character. This week's I bring to you the life of a crazy nigga. Not say that I, 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 I might change the title after after re-listening to this, but off rip, I'm a crazy man. I know this. I know this about myself, but I manage my craziness significantly. Let's be one o'clock back to 2019. At the end of 2019, I was dating who I thought to be an angel of a woman. Her name was Mariana. I was in love with this girl. One of the one of the only girls I've ever really truly loved. Janet. January came by, you know, we was rocking, February, rocking, going going strong. And then towards the end of February, I just knew, I felt a disturbance in the force. I didn't know what it was. But something just didn't feel right. Now, keep in mind, we're in 2020 now. And what happened in 2020? The Fire Nation attack. That's what the fuck happened. Um, The Fire Nation attack. That sounds like a fire fucking title. Fire Nation attack. Oh, that sounds like a fire title. Anyway. Right before COVID started. Me and her were going through this very rough patch in our relationship. Cause she wasn't she wasn't communicating. She kind of shut herself off. And like I didn't I couldn't I couldn't pin the tail on the donkey of what the fuck was going on with her. Cause we spent a great holiday season together, had a great Valentine's. I didn't think anything was wrong, but obviously something was. And I'm a dumb male. The math don't be mathing to me sometimes. I'm okay with saying that. So I remember. I wish, I wish I had the ability to call her and so we so we could ask questions like this. But what had happened was. I had the feeling she was about to break up with me, right? We spent, I don't know why, but I just, it, just, it was just like a gut feeling. Like, she about to break up with me soon. I gotta, I gotta communicate what I'm feeling because once I make, once, I feel like once I get to say what needs to be, what I need to say when it's communicated efficiently, we can work past this and, you know, obviously become stronger at this because, you know, communication is key, right? I'm the motherfuckers who be saying communication is key, but they don't be communicating. I don't like to have awkward conversations. <laughs> you over here trying to talk to me about your feelings, and I'm just like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> is that toxic? Is that toxic? You over here trying to tell me how much, how, how, the, how the stars and the moons be Aligning all at once just to give us this uh, universal, just the sun, the moon, and the stars are all in universal colliders in order for me, for you to look at me and see the fucking, the, the gravity of this fucking earth within my eyes. And I'm just saying like, damn, the next play tonight, that's, that, <laughs> I don't know nothing, I don't know a goddamn thing about basketball. <laughs> 
like, damn, that's crazy. Oh, <laughs> look at the weather we're having. Oh, that's that's toxic, toxic. That's toxic on another level. Mm. Also, side note. Nah, 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 nah. I, I'll, I'll get, I'll get it, I'll get into it. I get into it after we finish the story. I get into it after we finish the story, if I remember. So, I meet her in the public. This is a little, a little emotional manipulation. I'm not gonna lie, dirty man, just a little bit, because I told her to meet me somewhere public. What's the best place I knew? Oh, Top Golf. Told her to meet me at Top Golf. We're there. We're sitting down, and she, she like just her energy. Energy was gray, stark. She knew she came here. She she was on a she was a woman on a mission this night. And you know, I sat her down in public because in my mind I was thinking like, yo, if I put her somewhere public, maybe that's enough incentive for her to not lash out or like do anything crazy because people are watching, right? Right? Because like it shows that she so if she break my heart and I cry in front of people, she gonna be like, nigga, why you doing this? You making me look bad. And I'm like, hey yo, she did it. How many niggas did you fuck? It's okay. You can tell me. I, I, I'm a man. I can take it. I can take it. But uh, sat her down, and we started talking. Can't remember. The, I can't remember all the details of this conversation. But like, I remember something along the lines of like, yo, I like, I just feel like I'm overwhelmed right now. This and third, I like I can't give you the love and care that you need. And I was like, baby, we can work this out together. Um, we we no high school musical, but we all in this together, baby. Ride or die. And I don't know what the fuck I said, but whatever I said at that point in time and that space and moment must have been fire. Because you know, she started profusely crying and like I comforted her and then I blew her back out. Right the fuck after. Makeup sex is the best. Makeup sex is the very best. Doesn't get any better. So. Take her home. Well, I guess she takes me home. Because I remember. I'm pretty sure I didn't have a car at the time. And. um, Yeah. The, about two weeks later. It was done. Dunzo. We just communicated about it, but obviously it wasn't enough. She, I can, I can say this. I think I can say this honestly. I was very in love with her, but she was not in love with me, and that's okay. I, like, I was, I was, I was good for the time, and me, I'm whole. <laughs> I hope the very worst for her. Just because she put me through that experience, like, I hope the very worst. Like, I'm okay knowing that I can miss shots because it's all, it's all, it's perfectly fun. It's plenty of fish in the sea for me. I'm perfectly fine missing shots, but you wasted my time. And that's why I, <laughs> I don't like that. Don't like that in life. Why you do that? <laughs> but yeah. So a couple months pass, and like I'm, I'm thinking like that's another one of my big problems. I fester, I sit and fester with emotions, and I I don't say shit until until shit really starts irking me, and all all it takes to just blow me over the edge is just like a light push, not even that, just like a like a whisper in my ear, kind of like this, and I'm just over the edge, and that whisper in the ear was Mike. Mike told me, like, bro, you need to go get your girl. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I need to go get my girl. I had a car at this point in time. Drove all the way to where she stayed. I was on my crazy nigga shit. Because by this point in time, we haven't talked in, like, at, le- at least a solid month. And here I am. Outside her fucking house. Love letter attached to a boombox, blasting, blasting our song, our song. 
I'm blasting our song and Dirty Business. Dirty Business. What song was it? I, I'm pretty, don't quote me on this. But I'm pretty sure it's that LMA song where she, it's not Trip, it's the other one. Boot up, boot up. <laughs> That's some nasty business. I was really outside this woman's house. With a boombox like it's the 1980s. Screaming boot up. The neighbors were looking at me crazy. Like what the fuck is going on over here? Only for her to then like because I'm assuming she wasn't home. That's 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 what I'm telling myself because I'm trying to rationalize. I'm assuming she wasn't home, but she did have a ring doorbell. And so she saw me on video looking mad nasty. So just know, somewhere in my digital footprint, there's a video of me with a boombox telling her to come back to me whilst boombox is thus playing boot up by LMA. Nasty. Nasty. If you ever in this life leak that video, it's uh, my career. My career is over. It's done. It's barely starting, but it's done. Don't want that in life. That's not romantic. Who gonna give me the coochie with that under my belt? Don't want that. <laughs> More of the fucking story. Is no when to fucking quit. Bro, I put myself through a copious amount of fucking heartbreak because she was done with the relationship, but I wasn't. And it took it took four plus months after our breakup for me to fucking get it through my skull that she doesn't want to fuck with me. To this day, she don't want to fuck me. Like I cause like I caused her some kind of form of mental trauma. Bitch, I didn't do shit. I just existed. Man, fuck that. Bro, we need to put all my exes. Here's a thought. Here's an idea. Let's, I need to put all my exes in a room together just to see what would happen. Like, what, what's? The, I'm very curious what the conversations are going to be about because my exes range. They got range on that hoe. Some of them are very low on a scale. Like, I'm not proud that they're my ex, but some of them are, most of them, or I'd say most of them are mid. I don't, I've never dated. I've never been with a baddie. <laughs> she want to come so I added to the tally. <laughs> I've never been with a baddie. <laughs> but nah, I wouldn't give up. That's the moral of the fucking story. All right, from one asshole to another. Am I the asshole? This whole thick. Oh, not that bad, not that bad. Am I the asshole for telling the bride that it's not my fault that I'm prettier than her? This sounds like some female shit. I and my sister have always had a good relationship. until That's until she began a relationship with her now husband. I really, I never really knew what I started the, down, the, start the downfall, but through lots of thought and intervention from my friends and family, I know now... I now know it's because she had a crush on me when we were teens. We all went to the same high school. I was quite happy when she introduced him to the family since she had some rough times in her life, but she seemed super happy with him. A plus was that he was much nicer than all her other boyfriends. But as we continued to see and talk to each other at family functions, she just kept getting more and more cold towards me. It was a surprise when I got invited to the wedding, let alone as a maid of honor. I thought maybe she was in the wrong by being jealous for no reason since I had no plans to try to quote-unquote steal him from her or even bring up his high school crush on me. But once plans for the wedding began, that's when everything goes downhill quick. She had made plans for the dresses. Everyone's dress was to be low-cut and fitted, and I was wearing a scoop. And I was to wear a scoop neckling and long sleeve. I accepted it because I thought, because I was doing whatever I could to get my sister back. Then everyone was to wear an extravagant makeup with bright colors like yellow and pink, while I had to wear the minimum of that of more natural looking. I felt really out of place, and I'd do anything for my sister. The wedding went smoothly. 
everything went to plan. Everything went to plan. Everything was beautiful, but then when the reception came, my sister was mad at literally everyone, not talking to me and trying to outcast me even more. I eventually pulled her aside and asked her what did I do wrong. She completely went off and yelled at me about how her husband had always had a crush on me and how I have I shouldn't have even been at the wedding. It was only for the family that I was even there since apparently my mom forced her to make me a maid of honor how apparently her husband was looking at me the entire time me being the sarcastic person i am i said being oh shit me being the sarcastic person that i am and being completely done with her bullshit and had a fantastic decision to say well it's not my fault i'm prettier than you i left right after that and later got a bunch of calls and messages from family saying friends i said i need to apologize and that she shouldn't have feel so bad on her wedding day i've I've been thinking about apologizing, but I also believe she deserves it. So am I the asshole? Should I apologize? <clears throat> this is a very, uh, a very woman conflict. Because, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm thinking about it. Okay, let's run it. Let's run it. Your sister knows that her your sister knows that her her now husband used to have a crush on you, but at the end of the day, he chose to marry you. Not 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 the not the not the sister, not the person who wrote the story. He chose to marry. Okay, so let me flip flop it around. So he chose to marry Sister B. But Sister A is obviously just there to support her, support Sister B because obviously they're fucking family. The husband decided to marry Sister B, not Sister A, even though he had a crush on them in high school. And right now it says they're, they're in like their mid-20s, which was probably a solid almost 10 plus years ago. So why are you still hung up about it? Unless... Your husband keeps talking about her. That's the only that's the that's the only thing that could come in my mind why why she would be so pressed by her own sister is if this man keeps bringing it up. Like, oh yeah, your sister looked good tonight. Uh have y'all talked, this, that, and the third. That's nasty business. But assuming that he didn't do that and she just she just knows that like, hey, like he used to like you and like she sees you as a threat because of that um uh, the likeness, that's a problem. She has some insecurities that she needs to deal with herself. But that's a, the, the meat and potatoes of this is like, it's you told her it's not my fault that you're prettier than her. I'm not a woman. I don't care. Because as guys, I have an ego, but I don't, I don't care if a nigga more good looking than I am. I know plenty full of niggas. That are way better looking than I am. And I can admit it. I'm okay being the ugly nigga in the room. But I tell you one thing for sure. Where my where my looks don't where my looks don't meet the par, I make up in other areas. My personality is the best you'll ever find in a fucking room. And I believe that. When I'm operating on a full 10, can't nobody fucking stop me. Can't go. And I feel like girls have that little competitive nature with them as well. But, like, it's not it's not to the... Like, if you tell a woman that she's not pretty, some, some women, very few, they're like, okay. But some of them going to take that shit to heart. They going to take... They going to wear that shit on their sleeve. But you told your sister that it's not her... It's not your fault that you're prettier than her. I know that scar. And it probably made her feel worse than she already felt on her wedding day. But then again, she did try to ostracize you. I think it's the first one I have of one of these. All right. Court ruling. Ma'am, everybody's the asshole. Because, listen, listen. Hear me out. All three parties, I think, play some kind of fault. Obviously, 
Sister B for antagonizing and ostracizing uh, Sister A when she invited her to the wedding, even if it was the uh, because of the family's wishes. Bitch, it's your fucking wedding. It's your wedding, not their wedding. You decide who comes and goes. So either way, you you had some kind of influence on that. Sister A, uh, for not communicating to your sister like that, you feel ostracized. Not only that, but also... As you said, it's not your fault that you're prettier than her. That's kind of a low blow. Kind of felt weird about that one. And the husband. If the husband, I felt he should have done a better job. At least just going by the story that we got. He probably should have done a better job um, assuring his wife that he does only have eyes for Sister B. So Now, him is... Thing with Sister A happened years ago, and it's not fucking relevant to this point in time. So everybody's kind of at fault, or at least that's what I think. All right, let's get into some topics. <sighs> it's a lot of fake love. There's a lot of fake love in the world. And I'm a fake love giver. I'm guilty as charged. Because I had this I had this uh, thought a couple of days ago. That there's a lot of people in the world that are that are in relationships that they're not happy in. They're in it due to circumstance, uh financial gain, whatever it whatever it might be. And they're, day by day, they're continuing to put up a front to act like they love this person when they don't. That's a very sad truth. It's, or, or, or better yet, how did Donald Glover say it? That's a sadness, but it's a sadness that you chose. What makes people in their mind, rationalize that they deserve less than what they want. Obviously, now granted, some people do have their standards way too fucking high. I'm talking about they want an NBA baller status. They want to dine at the finest restaurants. They want to drive the fastest cars, but they only want to mess with people with certain requirements. And, like, they they don't realize that those requirements happen to be, like, uh, a very small percentile of the entire world and her chances their chances of finding somebody like that are very slim to none cuz they especially if they haven't worked out any skills to make them stand apart from the crowd that's just that's that's just a thought just a thought but you know what's even more fucked up that I like going into a relationship, a situation, a relationship with somebody that you know you don't have any type of love for, and just going like just shooting at it, like oh maybe maybe it could grow over time. That's a lie that people tell themselves. You're trying to rationalize a primal emotion. That's not that's not it, Gango. That's not fucking it. Is Drake the greatest artist of our generation, being Generation Z? Because, like, okay. I'm very curious. Right now, I'm j- I'm at least a Generation Z-er. But, like, Drake has dropped classical hits in the past, what? In the past 10 years. Because all throughout my middle school experience, middle to high school experience, Drake has dropped nothing but fucking gems. You have, um, if you're reading this too, if you're reading this, it's too late. Dark Lane's demo tape. Uh, actually enjoyed nothing was the same. I actually enjoyed Certified Lover Boy. Um, believe it or not, I enjoyed Certified. Uh, honestly, never mind. Oh, what's the one before that? Scorpion. Can't forget about fucking Scorpion. 
Drake has a whole slew of fucking slaps. And it's very, and like, to say our generation is like, I mean, going from, at least when I really, I I really started listening to music was in like in middle school. So going from like 2011, 2012 to maybe, nah, because we're in our adulthood now. Like everybody in Gen Z is an adult, I think. Going up until, um, damn, I'm trying to think of a good time frame. Going up into like present day. Present day. We'll just say present day. And Drake is one of the artists that, like, no matter what he drops, is is a, almost a certified fucking hit. Almost. Mm-mm-mm. Drake has so many fucking certified classics. You cannot name a bad Drake song. I will argue that to the grave. Drake is a certified, I wouldn't call it hood classic, but he makes music for everyone. Let's 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 just go, let's travel down his discography real quick. Drake. Nah, see more. Give me, give me all of that. Give me the smoke. I need all of that. All right. All right. Okay, we're also counting features because I'm not going to lie. Drake be eating a lot of artists on their own song. And from that point in time, it's no longer that particular artist's song anymore. It is now Drake's song. So we're going some just some spread out classics. That uh, that 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 are around from different different projects, you know. Got sicko mode, crazy. If you don't think sicko mode's a fucking classic, you smoking dick. God's plan, nice for what? Passion fruit, wants and needs. I ain't gonna lie, little baby did eat him on that fucking wants and needs track. Little baby did eat him on wants and needs. Wait for you. I've been trapping around the world. What you <laughs> knife talk? Okay. I ain't gonna lie. Twenty one eight ate him on not twenty one ate him on a knife talk. Fake love. Hold up, just just cause we were talking about fake love. Hold up, we we I'm a we gonna we gonna let this whole bang for the one time. Because why the fuck not? If I can find. There you go. No, no, maybe. It said no. They look up to me. I got fake people showing fake love to me. Straight up to my face. Straight up to my face. Drake used to have a fucking chokehold on 2015. They look fake people showing fake love to me. Straight up to my face. Straight up to my face. Something ain't right when we talking. Something ain't right when we talking. Look like you having your problems. Really, you never was solid. No, you can't sign me. You won't ever get to run me. Just when shit look out. Time they want to take my place. Time they want to take my place. Yeah, I know they want to take my place. I can tell that love is fake. I don't trust a word you say. How you want to click up after your mistakes? Look you in the face and it's just not the same. I've been down so long it look like up to me. They look up to me. I got fake people showing fake love to me. Straight up to my face. Straight up to my face. I've been down so long it look like. 
Drake used to have a fucking chokehold on the industry in 2015. Honestly, honestly, biased opinion, but 2015 was possibly one of the best years for music. So many fucking classic albums and album singles and projects dropped in 2015. And it's hard, like, it's very hard to compete with that, like, level of music. I used to have, like, this playlist I used to listen to. I I don't think it still exists anymore, but if it does, I'm definitely finding it. But, like, it was a, it was a playlist completely centered around 2015 music. And obviously not just hip-hop, but, like, all stretching all out to multiple genres. But this was crazy. Crazy work on this, uh, on this playlist. I'm going to look for this playlist at a later time, and we're going to come back. But, yeah, let, let's let's keep going down the list. Jimmy Cooks, Way Too Sexy. Walk it like I, walk it, talk it. So, walk it like I talk it. I got to stay in my zone. You can't, you, what you talking about? Look Alive, one of the most famous, like, hooks. Runs like you know how many people copied the look alive run on their track? Cisco Brown Boy, Cisco Brown Boy, Cisco Brown Boy, Cisco Brown Boy. Not me, the one shall be drive. Look alive, look alive. Niggas came up on this side. Drake has a fucking chokehold on the industry in 2015. You can't tell me. Too good with Rihanna. Laugh now, cry later. Jump man with Drake in future. Do we need to continue Chicago's freestyle? Come and see me with party next. Drake has a hold, a grip on the fucking industry. And he's not letting go. This man has been delivering certified bops for almost not even almost for more than 10 plus years. What other artist that is still relevant, mind you, has been producing at that type of level? I'll wait. That's what I thought. I'm just saying. Drake is possibly one of the greatest artists of Gen Z. If not the greatest. Alright. So let's talk about mental health. So. I'm an advocate. At least I like to think so. Of people bettering their mind states. Because everybody. At some point in time. Everybody. I think everybody should come to the realization. That they need mental health. on some, Whether they have trauma or not. It helps them better who they are as a person. Now, with the age of the internet that we live in, a lot of people feel it's necessary to uh, post their trauma on the internet. I did like I'm guilty of this as well. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. But one thing you will definitely you will never see me crying on the internet, crying for attention because nobody's nobody's. Nobody's giving me the attention that I want, so I'm crying for views and likes. Never would. Not that. So there's this YouTuber slash uh, pretty famous TikToker by the name of Gabby Hanna. If Gabby Hanna is not a cry for I need mental help, I don't know what the fuck is. Let me explain Gabby Hanna's uh, situation. As As forementioned, she is a very famous uh, YouTuber slash TikToker. And she does pretty well. But in the past coming weeks, she has been sent in a spiral. Uh, a video that she made, she got a comment on it talking about like somebody is quoting her and like making laughing emojis and she's full on crying in the internet. And then she then proceeds to post a hundred plus videos in the span of just a few days of her being manic, yelling on the internet, crying, being aggressive, like showing, showing, 
showing very troubling behavior. It got so bad that her fans were, uh, um, this is this is my assumption, but I think her fans called a wellness check on her. So, because the police showed up to her door and they basically, they, they, they said they came for a wellness check. Cuffed her, gave her the whole nine, and obviously she she didn't hurt anybody. She wasn't committing a crime, so they they just had to let her go. They were just trying, they, the police were just trying to actually be good people for one point in time. But again, then again, she is a white woman, so take that as you will. Then proceeds to get on the internet and just like tell people like I don't know who why the fuck like slandering the police. I hate police as much as the next guy, but. They were just trying to make sure you was you wasn't about to kill yourself, girl, woman. Like, like I need you, escucha me, hurry, hurry up, listen, focus. Then proceeds again. She's a grown ass woman. She could do whatever the fuck she wants. But as a normal person in society, I don't think this is a good idea. She lets a man that she doesn't even know into her own house under the guise for him to just quote unquote use the restroom. Then she's so surprised. A few days later, her house gets broken into. You crackers, man. Man, y'all need to get y'all shit together, bro. Like, y'all can't be that. Y'all can't be that dumb. The dude who, who went into her house wasn't even black. He was a white guy. She was like... My mind, I'm thinking like, I'd never expect this from one of ours. Which is a crazy statement. Which is a crazy statement. From one of ours. (laughs) Nah. But then afterwards, starts going on the internet, screaming at the top of her fucking lungs, crying. Doing the whole shebang and like it's it's very much screaming. I need help, but I can't get it for whatever reason because she has plenty of money to do so. And this is sad. First of all, I'm an advocate for white people not crying on the internet anyway. But what the fuck? Why are you doing this, ma'am? There's so much better things that you could be doing with your fucking platform, but she wants to cry like a bitch. And that's rough to say, but like we need this roughness because it's like it's make it makes the pillow princess mentality. And that's the thing. That's the thing that I created. So anyway. What time we get? I think we're doing good. Let's get into some music. As y'all know. We're slowly coming to an end of this journey of the albums that got me through quarantine. So the second album that got me through quarantine is Jesse Reyes, Before Love Came to Kill Us. Now, whilst dealing with the breakup, the fallout of that breakup that I was talking about earlier, I became infatuated with this album because it spoke to me. On an emotional level. Like to this day is one of the only albums that I can rectally identify that I first time listening, I cried to. Like I'm I'm talking about I was I remember exactly where I was. I was inside my apartment, phone on desk, headphones and ears, and I'm just weeping. I'm weeping, going crazy on it. So, let me see if I could pull it up. Before Love Came to Kill Us, you know. And it's, uh, the full album is about 17 songs. Definitely all 100% worth it. But, like, it tells the story of about how, it's it's a funny story, it's a funny title about how Before Love Came to Kill Us, where she has this theme in the uh, album that, all love results in death, whether it be death due to time or death being the end of the relationship. And she begins to detail a relationship that she held with this dude where outside forces and internal forces are trying to break them apart. And 
for the better or the worse, uh, he ends up cheating for cheating on her, and it caused the quote unquote death of their relationship. So now, like she, uh, puts, she's putting herself back together, and she's kind of discovering her strength within her sexuality, her as a woman, and it, it's a great fucking project. So I'm gonna play a couple songs, couple snippets, couple snippets of some songs, and I hope y'all like just ride like. Wow, well, I mean, some of my favorite ones for since it is uh, Hispanic Month, Hispanic Heritage Month, I should say. First, number one, we gotta start out with La Memoria. I be playing this for the bitches. I used to play this for the bitches in the car. They be surprised, like nigga, you you be speaking Spanish. I'm like, yeah, tu hablas, tu hablas español. me llamo Cara. And then she started speaking to you. She starts speaking. This amor me dejó sorda. Los consejos de mi mano no me llegan, no me llegan. Debo de ahora. She hit it. De alargarme de ese barrio desespera de pena. No escapó tu memoria. Te apareces en mis canciones. Aunque no diga tu nombre. Whoa, hold it there. Let's take a quick break to pay some bills. This episode is proudly sponsored by the patrons on Patreon. Join our Patreon, guys, and get access to hours of unreleased bonus content. We have our $1 tier, aka the kingdom of our Patreon. And the reason why we do this, it gives you access to our uh, main podcast shoutouts and bonus podcasts. Not only that, you also get access to our Discord server. And then we also have our $5 tier where you get all of the above and plus access to ask us questions via our Discord. And last but certainly not least, we have our $10 tier which gives you access to weekly vlogs and exclusive VIP access to any future events that we will be holding. So join our Patreon today, guys, and support us and the podcast. The mic definitely, the, the recording kind of cut out on that one, but like, we're going to wrap it up right there. Jesse Ray is its fucking queen, and you should fucking know, understand, and respect. Uh, definitely, definitely going to be reviewing uh, her new album, Yesy, that just recently dropped. There's actually a lot of freaking albums that came out that I, I'm madly interested in. Like, Jid just dropped an album, so when, once, once I'm done dissecting that, that's getting, that's getting taken care of. Um, Damn, who else dropped? Uh, There's a lot of people. Oh, oh moments with a uh, Toby Nwingwe. I, I yeah. Uh, DJ Khaled just dropped the project, and somebody else, somebody else. I can't, but like, yeah, I'm gonna be expecting. Expect all those album reviews coming out. Uh, because next episode is the last episode for the uh albums that got me through quarantine. So we here, we live. This episode, just like every week's episode, is brought to you by the wonderful people on Patreon. If you if you want to join our Patreon, go ahead and do that for us, guys. It's the number one way for you to support our podcast and support me as a creator. So go ahead and do that. It'll help me tons, tons. I'm cleaning it up, cleaning it up. Um, remember, guys, and also, yeah, this feels weird. Just remember, keep them thoughts out your bed. And keep them in your mind. Donnie Boy, take us out. I was sitting, I was sorry, smoking. I don't even know what I've been talking on. I just got some gas from the broski. He just told me this is all he's rolling on. And I need it.
I just need time. I will show you that I care about after that inside. I lost track of the I hope you don't mind. Keep my feelings out of my dealings. I don't wanna lie, but baby, sometimes I might hold back. And you just gotta hold back. That one day I'll find you when it's the time to remind you. Another blood, roll it up and then I 